Hello, um, welcome to Fireside Chat number 32. As usual, we'll, we pick a topic just before the, the, we hit the record button and have an informal discussion around it. But before we get started, uh, if, you, if you like this, subscribe so you'll get notified. Um, of. Uh, we normally release a, a video every week, so you'll get notified immediately. And also hit the like button if you do like the chat and also leave us comments especially suggestions for, for any topics that you'd like us to discuss or if you want to just have a conversation around it. We also tweet it and put it on LinkedIn and all those places so you can have a discussion around that and we'll make sure to reply to you. So the topic for um, today is actually quite, um, it's quite upfront in our minds uh, because we are, we are trying to set up an internal academy. We've had a kind of an academy before, but more at the at the lower levels, and we are we are trying to set that up for, throughout the organization for developers, right? So, so we want to to discuss how we set up an academy for developers in a in an organization. Uh, these are our opinions. We are no experts. We are going through this process ourselves. So we thought it'd be good to talk about it and also create a discussion, a wider discussion, so we can learn from it as well. So, who wants to start? Well, I think that a good place to start is to, because we have a lot of uh, background knowledge in our heads. So, for people watching, I think that a good place to start is to explain what problems we're trying to solve with an internal academy, right? I, I will list a few, and, and as Mesh said to, to everyone watching, like those are still very fresh ideas in our minds. So don't take these as a recipe that, oh, do that because that's the right thing. We are trying things and we are still at the very beginning of our journey uh, in this process. But like problems that you're trying to solve. We grew significantly as an organization and which means that a peer-to-peer -peer conversation, a one-to-one -one onboarding is just not enough anymore. So there are loads of people joining our organization and there are many things that, uh, for example, one problem is when those people join our organization, we would like them to know who we are, about our history. We would like them to be able to represent co-students when they, are, they come to a project. We would like them to know what expectations are in terms of their behavior, in terms of their uh, well, attitude, and uh, also like uh, how we do business, like how, how do we deal with our clients, what is our priorities, what are we trying to achieve as a company, what are... So there are loads of things, technical and non-technical, that we would like new joiners to uh, know when they join. That is one problem that you're trying to solve. And that applies to any person joining the organization uh, on the technical side mainly. Uh, we can even argue like the whole uh, everyone, but like that is, uh, so this is one problem at any level. There are also career progression. So we want, it's in the best interest uh, for a company, I believe that people at a higher positions, it would be much better if they come through the ranks as well. Because then as they get you to higher positions with a position with more, uh, maybe a, a, wide, a wider impact, uh, they understand the company much better to make those decisions start, instead of just hiring from outside at a higher position. So helping those people to progress would be in our best interest as well. So those are just like some of the problems that we are trying to solve. And we feel that having an internal academy uh, could be a way to solve that. I don't know if uh, Jose, Mesh, you have other things that you want to add. I, I think part of it is also related to <clears throat> quality of our, our service, right? Our, our people are our product. I mean, for, for us directly, because we are a services-based company, and this may be true for a lot of companies, uh, for others indirectly, because even if you have another product, you know, it's the people, you can only make it as good as the people that are making it. <clears throat> so I think it's about quality of service as well, uh, or quality, quality of what we are producing. Uh, and we, we want to make sure that our customers, our clients, have consistent quality, right? That we don't want to have any anomalies because you know, at the end of the day, it just takes one person, one wrong person in the wrong place from us to a client to actually provide a, not as good an experience as our clients expect from us. So I think it's very much related to what kind of service we provide to our, our customers as well. 
I, I would also add there that it's also about multiplying the intellectual capital that the organization has. Um, so in, in a normal organization, like you have people when they get experience from either working on projects or whatever training they received, et cetera, that is, that is kind of localized. Now this person has this knowledge and so on. So it, it also answers the question of how will you take that knowledge and multiply it? How do you turn it into more people that have that knowledge as well, or have that experience or whatever learnings you got from, from that? And uh, how do you transfer that to the rest of, any, of the organization in a systematic way, you know, uh, to some extent? Um, and I would also uh, say that there is an aspect to scalability as well, right? Uh, both from the point of view of growing talent that has potential, but maybe doesn't have the experience or, the, or doesn't have the skills, as well as you know, being able to satisfy demand in in the market uh, at the moment, right? Yeah. Especially in current and the current climate. Yeah, and also like the just uh, picking on what you were saying, Jose, the the kind of knowledge that uh, we need to make sure that is spread across the organization is quite broad as well, because like there is the technical knowledge that are the very basic knowledge that normally those ones you can kind of interview for. For example, we want to know how good someone is at a specific programming language or a programming paradigm, if you like, or an architecture or a technology or things like that. So, or if they have experience in certain types of projects. So, so th there are things that we can get on an interview, uh, but there are other knowledge that are very, very specific for the company. Uh, cultural, uh, for example, we want to make sure that everyone is a cultural fit. You cannot just try to identify everything in an interview process, right? So, but what you can do is you try to set expectations. So when this person comes in, there is a set of expectations in, in, in the culture that we want to create and the behaviors that, that we would like to encourage and, and things like that, things that they are going to probably encounter in their peers and, and in projects and stuff. Then there are knowledge... Uh, about the company, I think that's what you were mentioning, Jose, that is a very uh, important point. There are knowledge that is created by the organization, right? So for example, we are a service company. So we dealt with many different projects, with different clients, with different types of systems, and that needs to be shared. But that is an experience created within Codulus, or if a company, has, as you said, Mesh, a company uh, has a product, it's not a service, it's a product company, that is knowledge of the product itself. So when the person joins in, they need to understand the product. They cannot just start hacking the code in the heart of it, right? So, uh, so they need to understand the, the the history of the product, the kind of the clients that they have, the demands that they have, and stuff. So again, this is knowledge created inside the company that you cannot just interview for, right? So all of those things we would like to be spread. And as the company keeps creating knowledge, because this is this knowledge is also not static. Right, as you are evolving your product and your market and stuff, or in our case, working with new service clients, lines, exact yeah. service lines, different types of uh, challenges in projects and stuff. We want to make sure that that knowledge is spread. That otherwise, every person needs to start from scratch and needs to rediscover how to deal with those kind of problems. So, so those are some of the challenges I think that uh, we are trying to solve and growing people, as Mesh uh, also mentioned. So, make sure that people acquire those knowledge and grow and be able to multiply that knowledge. Those are the, the things that we feel that maybe having an internal academy would be beneficial. Right? Well, I, I would go as far as, you know, uh, to say that, you know, taking this particular point, the knowledge generated within the company and spreading that uh, and making sure that all the people that need to understand, understand it is, is absolutely essential. And so having a mechanism like an academy to spread that knowledge would be not just beneficial, but essential for an organization. And it took us a long time to understand it as well. I mean, we were trying to, to, to use different kind of ways of spreading that knowledge. Uh, an academy is, is one solution. But I think it'll be good to understand uh, what are the different solutions for spreading that that knowledge, like we, we've, we've identified the problem that we are trying to solve, right? An academy is a solution. What are the kind of solutions are there uh, that, that 
to consider for, for the mm -hmm. same kind of project. yeah just just before mention just because like some people might know a little bit more about us like and might be confused it's like but, but don't you guys already have an academy Mm. No, we do. So, so for people like maybe that know a little bit more about our organization, we do have an academy. But as Mesh said at the beginning, our existing academy are for entry-level people. Like there are people like that don't have the full experience that we expect them to have in order to go to our clients. So normally we take we take people with uh, some experience in the industry already, uh, but we polish them. But but that is a formal process that they go from like three to six months of dedicated learning, instructor-led in a cohort. So it's a very formal process, quite an expensive process in terms of investment because like those people will be for months learning, but they are at the entry level. They are not, they are preparing those people to be at the entry level of our services. They are not preparing our people to, to do the high-end top service that we oh, provide. All, so, all, all the way, all the way through beyond, yeah. beyond the entry level, right? I and mean, that's yeah. what we're trying to address now is that yeah. we've always had the entry level pretty much, you know, we, we are pretty happy with, with the way that it works, but, but moving forward into the whole company, that's something that we've not paid as much attention before. And as we're growing, it's, it's become a, a more, more of a need. So, Mesh, sorry, because I, I, so you had a question that I now. Forgot. Yeah, like what other, I think the question was something like what other um, uh, solutions no, do, are there to this problem no, that are not the academy? Are there, are there any other solutions? Are there any? Mm -hmm. So, so well, a lot of the, the first thing that comes to mind is training, right? So, and how different is training from academy? So, I think that training is part of the academy. Uh, and, and training alone, it's just not enough because training, you go like on a two day training and stuff and training like and what you what you get. And we give trainings for, for clients as well. But what training does is to create awareness. Right. So you go through a training. You, you are now you go through a two day training or three day. You, you now have awareness. You practice a little bit more. But now you need to internalize that knowledge. You need to apply that knowledge. So you might have awareness or even understanding after a training, but you don't have the applicability of that knowledge during the training. So, so for me, the academy has a far more holistic view. Uh, I, I don't know anything because like, there are, I don't think that there is an alternative because like the way that we define academy, I think that is worth explaining here. Academy for us is a, is a far more holistic view. It's not only a set of training courses that people go to and that's it. We need to make sure that those people have enough knowledge, applied knowledge, and they use that knowledge to have an impact and grow and not just awareness. And training would be a very limited uh, option. The, the, the other thing I was thinking of is, which probably comes to our listeners' mind quite immediately when we talk about spreading knowledge that individuals have or experiences that individuals have, is like a knowledge base, right? Because a lot of people would, you know, knowledge bases exist in a lot of companies. And so the, the question would be, would a knowledge base be enough for, for tackling that kind of problem? Yeah, so knowledge base, for example, like we have Confluence as well, as many companies do, or, or some sort of a wiki and stuff where we put knowledge in there. And of course, that. Uh, there is, again, this is another uh, mechanism. It's a very valid mechanism for you to go to, to your internal documentation tool, being a wiki tool or conference or something like that. And you read about your product, your case studies, your experiences and stuff like that. And this is good. But again, this is all about awareness as well. Right. So you still need to be able to discuss that because as you read a case study or as you read about a specific uh, area that your product tackles, you might have questions. You need to be able to discuss those things and, and go a little bit deeper uh, into that or even be able to compare and say, hey, I have these kind of problems in my project or, or with this client or in this area of my product. How does that relate to everything else that we do? Right. Mm -hmm. Another problem I find with knowledge bases is in, it's inert, doesn't evolve, and also it's very much of a superficial point of view. Even for the person, even if you write it immediately after you've had some kind of experience, 
actually a lot more knowledge is generated or brought forth through a discussion like this, right? Mm -hmm. And and saying to kind of creating almost like a company policy, every time you have an engagement or in in kind of a more unique or novel experience, start adding that to to something on the wiki, and you can even make it searchable so people can go and see it. But you know, even to even if let's say that we put everything there, unless we, we you still have the issue of you need to know what you're searching for to find that thing, right? So, and you can't expect people to be just going through knowledge bases like a, a weekly or a daily newspaper, right? Yeah. Another option that people might think, uh, sorry, was that, uh, but like is. Uh, uh, communes of practice. That's another uh, option that people might think, oh, maybe you can establish some communes of practice. But this also has problems. Like, it's by the way, those things is not that they are invalid. They are all valid. And I think we should have all of we them. Actually, we, we actually have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything we, we that you're mentioning, we exactly. have. <laughs> we have trainings. Uh, we have uh, knowledge base. We have communes of practice and stuff. But like they alone and disconnected from each other is where the problem is because a community of practice is great but you need to be there physically we need to be there when they happen because thinking that people are going to just watch hours and hours and hours of recorded community of practices that's not going to happen right so so but you need to be there and, and and there are new people joining the organization all the time some people are leaving and stuff so they miss those those topics during that community of practice. So they are great and they need to happen. They need to exist so people can exchange information, but they alone also won't be scared. Yeah, and there, there's, uh, there is a few issues as well there where, you know, if you go to Bloom's taxonomy of learning where you have, uh, you know, remembering, understanding, all the way to create or analyze, now, which are at the top, uh, reading something will only get you as far, right? Like, or, or watching a video will only get you as far. If you really want to go into the, you know, be able to apply or be able to analyze something or evaluate something, you need to find other ways of engaging that, either through cases, for instance, through you know communities of practice or um action learning sets or whatever whatever it is that you are using to bring forth that learning process you now that because you need to go through this when, when you're learning you need to go through the cycle no of, of okay uh, making sense and then applying and then you know like you need to go through all of the steps to actually learn it's not just reading something and this is a problem that you know the other day i was uh, uh, i uh, saw a tweet of uh, someone saying yeah, that one of the problems was people that they think they're doing something just or, or they know something just because they read a blog post or they read a right that only gives you some noise it gives you the vocabulary it gives you some ideas of, you know, the general ideas awareness awareness. Uh, awareness 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 but not really the proficiency to do it so you need mm -hmm. to tailor the exercises that you're doing towards the level of proficiency that you are expecting the person to to have right um and that is that is difficult to do right especially in a in a business like ours where yeah we, we go to a technical site that's a bit easier because a lot you know you have lots of udemy courses and all the things that uh sort of work towards that proficiency to some extent on the technical side but then how to teach someone um consultancy how do you teach someone to run a project? How do and you not only consultants and running a project, but it's the way that your organization run a project, the way as, that your organization as well. There is no right? Googling for that. No, exactly. there's, there's no oh, I'm gonna go to Stack Overflow and, and find out, right? Because so, this is what I would say, the, the, the those those things, because this is another option that people might think about. Well, what about those uh uh resources like Udemy and, and uh, all those those online trainings and stuff. And I think that they are great, by the way. Some of them are excellent, but they are great for commodities, right? For things that are uh, knowledge that is easily applicable across everywhere, but they would not never be specific enough for your company. So they, they solve a problem. Uh, if you want some people to know something very specific, like a, how to do something in AWS or whatever, yes, there are a lot of great resources for that. Uh, that you don't need to build yourself, uh, but 
the things that are specific that would not solve. Yeah. So, so this is another thing, right? The, uh, because you need to tailor the exercises, we normally like, and we do this for clients as well. Now, when we set up academies, we always say like, it's like, there's a proportion. No, there's like 10%, which is, you know, classroom kind of training, like delivering content, watching the videos, whatever, right? Like doing some exercises in the classroom. Then you have about 20% that is, uh, let's call it, specialist feedback no it's like hey this is how you should do it it's like this is what a technical coach does or you know something like that and then you have 70 percent, which is doing the thing right like you need to try it and you need to actually make the mistakes so that then you know you can ask questions you can you know really evolve and, and get the knowledge that and the proficiency built right uh just by watching the video or just in the classroom it, it won't help you and this is we see this all the time. People who go to, uh, no, they, they've already trained TDD. And you go there and they don't know how to do TDD because they have the classroom knowledge, but they don't have the feedback or they don't have the practice uh, doing it. No, And that is something that you need to design for. Uh, and finding places in the organization for people to practice those things, like if you're teaching leadership, right? You need to find the spaces for that to happen and you need to find uh, the people to provide the feedback for that to happen and, and all of those things, right? So it's not a simple, uh, when it comes to that core knowledge that your organization has, it's not as simple as getting some courses on Udemy or getting, you know, on, on bringing someone to do, to give a master talk or whatever, right? That's, that's just the beginning of, of something like that. Yeah, and I think that is uh, good to, to share with the people watching also that uh, we, we've been talking about what are all the possible uh, alternatives and, and also what we mean by academy. And I think that like if you take all those areas that we discussed, for us, like when we look at an academy, we look at that in a very holistic way and that includes all of those things. Right, some commodity trainings, uh, some community of practices, some space for people to try experiments and get feedback, as was I mentioned, like leadership uh, things, or even in real projects where or uh, they are applying certain things and having that support. So uh, certain things they need to be instructor led, uh, and we need to put a group of people together to benefit from having something instructor led. Other things will be self learning. So so an academy would be a combination of that. But I think even, that now even, it's even where we the roles that we give people, right? So mm -hmm. it's about understanding, you know, we are a consultancy, so that we are in a good position to provide people with different kind of roles and even rotate them often through those and different projects and different clients and all those things. And, and making sure that that is part of the 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 kind of the learning program for for people that is also part of the academy for us right yeah um, yeah no one so, sorry Mish. What, what what i wanted to to actually um so we we talked about we i think we've kind of set a good context in terms of what we mean by the academy but i'd like to kind of start talking about the challenges right especially for a company like ours, right, where we are paid by the day uh, when people are on projects. And, you know, it's actually more difficult kind of thing for us than in certain other organizations because when, when someone is off a particular project, then we are not making money, right? So this actually, not only the investment for the training, but also it has an impact on our revenues. Right. But that's just one of the challenges. So I'd, I'd like to, to take the conversation towards what, what are these all the different kind of challenges that that organization like ourselves and, and product organizations might face when they are trying to implement or create an academy like with what we described? Yeah, yeah the main challenge, like you already mentioned, like one that is a big one, that is the financial impact. As you said, like I just want to reemphasize, it's not only like, oh, we're going to pay... Uh, for a specific training or, uh, oh, this person is going to be for two days out just doing some training or some learning. Like it has a direct impact on revenues uh, because that person is not working for the client. And it's not only about the money that we are not receiving. There are clients that 
they want that thing done. So if they are not doing the work, that means that a feature or whatever they committed during that iteration or, or is going to get delayed. Because like, for example, as we were discussing, we want to, we in the ideal world, we would like to train, well, we would like people to have knowledge in a, loads of different areas, right? As Jose mentioned, from leadership to to specific technologies, to running projects, to dealing with uh, people problems and stuff like that, right? So there's no amount, there's no, it never ends, right? So people would be <laughs> learning forever, right? So there's no end to learning. And, and one of the, the challenges is like, uh, one, expectation with clients, if they're not, if they are in trainings, they're not delivering something. How much time should be dedicated to, to learning, right? So knowing the, the, the size of the impact that it would have uh, in the business. Also, should all learnings be available to everyone equally? Or should, for example, does it make sense to have someone that is in the very early days of their careers, the, or so they just start in the industry or they're very still very junior in a way, to be doing learning into enterprise architecture and how to transform organizations. So, or there is a natural step in how, what kind of trainings would be available by to whom. Also, uh, for example, I think that deciding what trains you make available to whom is, is, a, is a very difficult challenge. Uh, I don't think they should, everything should be available to everyone whenever they want, because otherwise, yeah, I would just be learning and being paid to learn. And what should be taught as well? Because this is another thing. Another challenge is how do you prioritize what to teach people? And should we align what the organization wants the people to learn and what the individuals want to learn? Because for me, that's a huge difference. Like when the company is investing the time and the money, that learning should be on the needs of the organization that hopefully will be aligned to the individual needs as well. But, but not yeah, always. It's not, but I wouldn't say hopefully, right? Because I think it's, it's, it's our job to make sure that they align. And when mm -hmm. we are hiring people, it's our job to make sure that the kind of people we are hiring value the kind of skills that we be teaching as they progress their career through our organization. No, sure, uh, sure, yeah. Mesh. But, but like people have loads of different interests. They might want to say, hey, I would love to do uh, gaming. Pro I would love to, to program a game or do uh, game yeah. development. No, of course, or, that's, or what I, that's what I mean that, you know, like when, when it's when we are, what I mean by making sure that we, we hire the people who value the, the kind of things that we're going to teach, right, that they will learn because this, all the way it needs to come into the kind of conversations that you have when you are hiring people, right? Because actually how they are, how we will develop their skills, how we will develop their career should be part of that conversation. It should be part of the criteria they use to choose us as a company as well, right? So if, for example, they are really passionate about game programming rather than the kind of things that we, we are going to be valuing more because we are not a gaming company, obviously, they, you know, when we when you set that kind of frame in in during the interview process, during the hiring processes, it it helps people to choose the organization they're coming to, and also for us to select the people that are more suited to us, right? No. So the way the way I see it, I, I know what you're trying to see. Like in general life, a lot of people want to learn many things, but what we are trying to do is align their professional learning ex aspirations to our. Uh, business learning aspirations or business skills or uh, aspirations, right? Yeah, but like what I'm trying to say also that, that people also change their minds over time. Like as, as we, for example, we have people that, that are, that have, they've been with us for five years, six years, four years. Over time, people have different aspirations. They have different types of curiosities and stuff. And there are, and, and also some people are very broad and say, hey, I would love to learn about, as Jose mentioned, leadership and how to uh, run teams and, and, and how to uh, learn a bit of everything that we do. And that would fulfill them as professionals. Other people are very, I want to learn Golang, or I want to learn closure. 
and, and, and see the things because people have different needs and it's not right or wrong. It's just like someone say like, I want to learn just very specific thing. And, and, and these needs should be aligned. So, and for me, there is a difference between like, what would we prioritize? If you're going to invest the money and then the company will create a, uh, an environment where people can learn. Should it be free for all and say, hey, I, I raised my hand. I want you to learn Golang, but we don't do Golang, but I, that's what I want to learn. And I want to go on a training course of that. Should we be part of the academy or, or the academy should be focused on the needs of the company? Because that's for me, is very different. Well, it's the, the, way, the way we see it. You know, when we set up, set up the pro problem for what, we, what are we trying to solve? And what, you know, the main thing that I raised, and of course it aligns with all the other things as well, is that we are a business, people are our product, and we are refining and to, to make sure that this product is the best that it can be, right? So as far as the academy or the training aspects is concerned, there is, uh, it's, it's about our business. It's about how, the, uh, how we deliver our services, right? Of course, there is room for people to have other interests. Uh, we as an organization support that, but that's not the academy. This is the informal stuff. So for example, we have a learnably bu budget, right? Then you can have classes in yoga to, you know, uh, how to, to knit or, you know, the, and, and many other things. Of course, you can also get technical books and any other things that interest you. But that is more related to kind of understanding that people have a wide variety of needs and and learning just about work is, is is not the only thing and people will do. As an organization, we support it, but not in the formal way that we support learning that actually impacts our business directly. And I think yeah. the academy is about learning that impacts our business directly. Yeah. I think this no, one, go on, thing, go on, Jose. Sorry, one, one thing that I would like to, to mention here is that sometimes through that, because uh, you mentioned, you know, people have certain curiosities and they want to do certain things and we may not be doing that or whatever. And, and I think there is a component to innovation as well and keeping service lines updated and, and that kind of stuff that is also relevant here. Because before you said, well, we don't do Go. Well, guess what? We're doing Go now. Uh, hey, you know, we don't do Rust. Hey, guess what? You know, a bunch of projects have come that is Rust related. Hey, you know what? We don't do a, I don't know, a machine learning or data engineer or whatever. We are doing those things. We're not specialists at the moment. Yeah, we, we work with partners that are specialists on the, you know, the machine learning side, etc. But a lot of that, you know, the, the, the frontiers start blurring the more knowledge you have uh, internally. And then at some point you can decide. And then at some point you can. And this is a great way to try things out or be ready to take care of opportunities. Yeah. Another example uh, is, a, a, you know, blockchain and, you know, solidity and, you know, smart contracts, etc. Right. That kind of uh, thing is also something that people are interested in. You know, you create the space, you create, you build the knowledge, and then, you know, when an opportunity appears, and right now, for instance, there's plenty of opportunities, what we, what people don't have is the, the technical knowledge, no? Uh, you, you take them, and then you build, you, hey, this works, right? If you look at platform engineering, right? We have a service line that's platform engineering. How did that start? We need platform stuff in projects. Someone needs to learn it. Okay, let's, let's learn it. Let's train some people, you know, like... Or I like this. I, I like more on the DevOps side. I, I like okay. So you know, and when you join a project, you do that. And now you know, it's it's basically in every project that we have, there's a component of uh, of cloud or you know the CI/CD pipelines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. But, but so, then, but then, for example, but it came like uh, so. I understand that there are two sides here because like uh, we are talking about our organization, but hopefully this conversation will be useful for other people as well. At some point, you need to put to draw a line, right? So, for example, uh, there is what people want to learn. And those things, when they are, this is what I was saying. Sometimes people say, I would love to learn more about AWS. And let's say that AWS is a core technology for a company, or in our case, is core technology for one of our service lines. It's a no-brainer to provide that space for those people to learn and stuff because we have a business that depends, a service line that depends on that technology 
and people with interest in learning that technology. And we hire people directly with knowledge already, but also people that are already in the organization might want to diversify their knowledge. And that is, that is when everything is aligned. And that is a no-brainer for me. Then there are some specific things that they came up. Hey, that is a, we are getting more and more inquiries uh, for this kind of technology that we currently don't do. Or we do that, but we do that uh, not at the, the level that we would like to do. And this is a, an area that we like to strengthen, but then it's coming from a business side. That I is, sorry, sorry, Sam, but just to kind of point out, the, you know, like, I think both are correct, but the, the distinction is, it's not about providing space. The distinction is the things that, that are actually core to our business right now is where you, where you lead with training, where, you, where it's directed training. Like, this is the things that we, it's not, we're not, asking uh, what would you like to learn what we'd like these are the things that our people should have right then there is the space that you provide for other kinds of learning right mm -hmm. and this that's those are the breeding grounds for innovation right so i think it's 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 all training but like the academy that we are particularly talking about is very well designed understood these are the topics these are the areas that we are going to be teaching these are the different ways that we are going to be teaching it this is the investment that we are providing into it and this is how they will be run and scheduled and planned and all those kind of things and that is our core set of skills right then the, then there are spaces that we provide so for example you know supporting uh, we have the rust study group supporting the rust study group we don't have any projects in rust right now but we know that it's an important uh, technology and again it's about and there's enough people in the organization that wants to learn who want want to learn it and so there is you provide a space space right this is not kind of directed plan schedule kind of training this is like we we we, we definitely support people in doing it we will will you know if you want to create a community of practice around it if you need a bit of investment from the company yes we will we will help you and i think this is the difference we're providing space for innovation and also leading with the kind of training that is currently at this point I, I, in time. I, I, would, I would get to that. I would get to that because like one thing that we need to address in this conversation is like the, the, the size of investment because we mentioned the challenges, we mentioned the, the different needs and stuff. And, and, uh, and, and one of the challenges is the actual financial cost. And so once the company decides to say like formally, we are going to assign you formal time uh, individual, like assigning individuals formal time away from their day-to-day -day operations to invest on their learning. And that can, again, can take many formats, can be a self-study, can be like a structure-led training, can be an online training, can be whatever. Like, so it's a formal time and is a formal investment from the company that is different, as you said, Mesh, like in say, hey, there are a few things that we find interesting that let's keep their space, but it's a much lower investment because there is no direct business need, but it might become a, a business opportunity because as people get better at a specific uh, technique or technology and stuff, we might be, uh, be able to, as a company, offer that kind of service, right? But I think that, and then there are the things that our individuals are interested in. That might be very different from things. And I think that having that distinction is important because for me is one is where the company is going to formally create a program and we will allocate a budget and we create some, some uh, policies or, or rules around that knowledge because that is important for the core business of the company. And that is a formal planning it becomes uh, either a department or we have formal people dedicated to that budget allocation. That is a full planning uh, related to that. Another one is support, as you said, Mesh. And that is, there are related things that it's not a direct need, but they're not too far off either. And they can be a good place for innovation, for stuff. And there are individual needs. And I feel that individual needs, for example, when they are not aligned, they are about the individual careers. So you, the company can support providing them, like I can buy you a book or, or, or whatever, like or you have a small budget location for uh, doing whatever you want with that uh, budget. Uh, but then it's on their own time because it's their own curiosity, it's their own interest and their own career. 
So they should do that at their, their own time. But if they want to do things on company time with company formal investment, it needs to be aligned with the company business, the company needs. That, that's the distinction that I was trying to make. Uh, yeah, so well, it does. But well, well, yeah, yeah, it, it does. But well, I, I think what we're saying is that, you know, when, when you have people who have needs that, that don't over, kind of needs for learning that don't overlap too much with the company's needs for, for, for learning, then, then that person is in the wrong organization, in the wrong business. Exactly. If they are too far off, then then I think if that it's not be... much of an overlap. Then what, what exactly? Doing then 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 people maybe should work a, find a job that is more aligned to what they really want to specialize and things like that. But let's go back to the academy and say, like for example, because so so now I think we had a, we gave a lot of context and so like so for us, academy is something very focused on the needs of the company where there will be a a formal structure in their so, and one of the challenges was, we mentioned like, where do we start from? How do we prioritize those trainings? How we prioritize the people? Uh, how much time we allocate for those things, knowing that there will be a direct impact uh, uh, on our business. So, so, so what are your thoughts? Because we all have quite a few ideas that we are implementing, right? Okay, so you want my thoughts. Okay, so... <clears throat> The yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brace yourselves. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think it, it, yeah. Let, let's have it, one of the arguments publicly, like the arguments that we had in private. Exactly. Publicly that, now. No, 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 it's not, a, it's not an argument. <laughs> it's it's not an argument. Uh, so so there's a couple of things there. Is one is what are the results that you're trying to achieve? Uh, and for me, when you're setting something like this up, you, you, of course, you want to solve that need that you have for the business. You know, I want people to be able to do X, Y, Z in this standard quality or whatever, right? And, and you're working towards that. Uh, but at the same time, you're designing a system and you are, you know, you're doing a transformation for the organization. And... Again, you can go as fast or as slow as you as you want, and this is where things like uh, the whole build partner, no, uh, buy kind of thing come come in, no. Uh, so picking uh, what you want to accelerate, and you're willing to pay money in order to accelerate it, um, and. You know, this this will be things like you know trainings or outsourcing specific uh, you know teaching or or whatever, right? Uh, and then there are other things that you need to invest your time and create them and deliver them and and so on. But the the point there is you need to go through this experiment, right? Like you you want to get things out as soon as possible, try them, you know, and and feed that into the process itself and and improve on that and. You know, you, independently of where you start or what what things you want to prioritize, that's that's more or less the approach. Now, that has inconvenience because the experience that every cohort that is going through that process uh, will have <laughs> will be different, right? It's not the same. Uh, you know, the fifth cohort after you've already gone through the cycle a couple of times than it is the experience that the first one. Is, is going to happen, yeah? And you're going to have the consequences of that as well, yeah? People may be lacking knowledge or they, you know, they, I don't know, they, they may, they, it may require a lot of effort on their part to go through the whole thing or, you know, be very self-driven, um, but not have the attitude to do it so it doesn't get the results that you want, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, yeah, I think, you know, if, if you need to figure out how much of that investment do you want to make and and then focus on the things that are important in that sense, right? Like if something is really important to get right from the beginning, first, you're not going to get it right from the beginning. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing. But maybe you should spend more time on it and, and actually go for... Um, for something that would accelerate that learning, right? And and get it out as, as soon as possible and, and do that with small 
batches or with, with a small number of people. Um, yeah, that's that's what I think. I ranted a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> what do you so, think? Um, well, there are a few things. Uh, one of the, the things that we are trying to do is, and hopefully this will be useful to other organizations as well, we need to start somewhere, right? So, and, and the starting point for each organization will be very different depending on where, <laughs> where is the pain, right? So again, because this is a huge investment, Let, let's, let's be very clear here. You are doing that because you're trying to solve a problem. And we describe quite a lot of problems that you're trying to solve. Uh, and this is a possible solution uh, to that. So, but you cannot have everything. You are not going to wake up one morning and you have the full-blown academy tackling every single need you have and, and still mm -hmm. making it cheap and available at all the time and scalable and stuff, right? So as Jose was saying, you need to do that gradually. So I can give you a concrete example. In our cases, there are quite a few areas that you'd like to tackle. But one area is we are a growing company and we are growing fast, faster than ever before. So what it means, it means that we have a lot of new people joining the organization uh, every week, every every month. Like there's quite a few, a number of, of new people joining. And one of the biggest challenges is like those people need to be integrated into the organization. They need to understand who we are. They need to understand our culture, how we do our services and things like that. So the, the place that we decided to start from was what we are calling a foundational training. And this is uh, so that the, it will alleviate one of the problems that we have now. As we have, uh, we are onboarding new people. We want them to be integrated. So, and it's easier for us to set aside set aside some time for a new joiner as soon as they join the company. So before they just get immersed into a project, the the, the first few days almost like an induction they could have available some foundational knowledge. The way that this will take shape, it varies. So that, that's what I said, like our notion of academy is a combination of things. We need to make it scalable because like people join at different dates. In one week, we might have two joiners and one joined on a Monday, the other one joined on a Wednesday, and then the other week, no one joined. And then the week after another three joined in different dates. So we cannot just batch people always for everything. So you need a combination of those things. Some of those, this knowledge should be self-learning. They watch a few videos, they understand uh, other knowledge, like they can get some uh, information, do some reading, but they have a community of practice that they, they can go to and ask questions. So we need that kind of flexibility so that we can have onboarding almost on demand, right? But we cannot just have like training that in, is instructor-led for everyone that joins organization at different times throughout the year. No, uh, no, but but there are certain areas that you could. Yeah, you know, you could. I think it's it's a, it's a case of using all those things, right? And it's a mm -hmm. case of, as you said, people are joining at different times, and there are certain foundational things that we need to get them uh, learning immediately, right? There are other things that we can, even foundational stuff that we can batch, that there may not be an immediate need where you, you can batch because there it may be an instructor-led yeah. training or session may be useful. Um, and, and there are other ways of learning as well. So there's a community of practice, you know, where you can go and try out your ideas and discuss, but there are also people that you designated people that could provide you feedback around certain things, right? And this could also be almost like homework that someone is, is helping you, you you check, you know, mm -hmm. that it's like what what you've learned effectively validate your learning, right? So there are there are a number of things that you can you can do around this. Yeah, but this is exactly what I was saying, Mesh. Like, is this combination? Like, uh, first of all, is like because the the solution that the actual details of implementation of uh, our academy might not be uh useful to other people but we can we can explain the thought process so first of all we 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 were discussing what are the pain points what are the, the problems that we are really having now that like the academy would help to alleviate onboarding new people is one of them uh there are certain skills that we would like because we don't we not only have new people we have people like we are 
not a small organization anymore. So there are knowledge that a lot of people that have been with us for years would benefit from. Leadership skills, consultancy skills, client engagement, and all, all, all of those kind of stuff would be beneficial for everyone at different levels. So, but like for organizations, like maybe people listening to this is, is if you want to start an academy, start from what are the core problems? What are the key uh, skills or abilities that, that your company needs or that you would like everyone in your company to have, or at least a group of people at a certain level? Because this is another thing, like certain skills are more applicable to certain levels than others. And so understanding the, the main problems that you have and you start shaping your academy through those needs iteratively, as Jose said, like, you get it right, we will get it right. Oh, sorry, you get it wrong, we will get it wrong, but you need to start somewhere. We need to start creating those, those learning modules. Like, we don't call it trainings, because training, as I said, is a very limited view of the, the thing. Like, call it learning modules, if you like, that can take many different learning track or, or learning or tracks. Because it could be... Exactly. So think about a learning track that you want in terms of where is the pain and start from there and see how you apply not only to the new joiners, but existing people and, and experiment and keep evolving that. But one of the things is uh, try to make it scalable and what is scalable in one company might not be to the other. Right. So but but ideally, the more on demand you can do, the more the less that you rely on batching people to have an instructor led, the better. But some skills are better this way. Some skills is better, you know what? Let's batch a few people. We set aside a few days and there will be a instructor led training on that. And there, we do that X times per year. You know, there, there is a component uh, as well to group learning, which, which I think is important uh, that you need to leverage as well. And you, know, you can do this through communities of practice and, you know, actual learning sets and, and all this stuff. But having people, and this is one of the things, like people who go through the academy uh, as, as it is right now, they come out the other, uh, the other end really, you know, United, no, they they they, they gel, no, both uh, at a personal level as well as you know the knowledge. They went through the whole thing, etc., and they tend to do quite well when they join uh, projects, especially if they go together and, and they have the, the support, etc. Right. So, so that is an important aspect. Also, you get to see different points of view because everyone's bringing their own experience. So that is also something that enriches the the learning experience, right? you don't tackle the problem in the same way because you have different experiences and having the conversations around those, I think is also, um, it's also interesting. So, um, so yeah, but to some extent, and I, now I'm kind of, uh, jumping to another point, uh, you mentioned no modules. Okay. I mean, so this sounds a little bit like, uh, Taylorism. No, or traditional <laughs> schooling, no batches, the the software factory, etc. Do you need to tailor the learning experience then to the person, and how much of that should be incorporated into the academy itself? Was that was that a pun you made there? Taylorism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe you do. <laughs> uh, um, no, go on, Matthew. It's a difficult question. Yes, you do. Different people are at different parts in their uh, career, in their skills, and so on, right? And mm -hmm. and they may even learn differently, right? So do you, do you ta tailor? You, you should tailor as much as you can, right? But you, but you can't, like we talked about scalability as well, right? And we also talked about like this is within a setting, an organizational setting. There are specific things that we need to do. There are specific types of skills that we definitely need, right? So, so it's not just about a free for all. Everyone creating their own learning objectives uh, that, as Sandra was saying, that may or may not align with the organizational learning objectives. So, so yes, we do need to 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 do some level of tailorism, in the sense. That you know, we 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 do need to prioritize certain kind of skills that we need as an organization, right? But then, there then allowing people to 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 go through at their own pace, 
in certain uh, in acquiring these skills and this knowledge that is tailored to the individual so i i think it's a bit of both uh, it's this we are not talking about general learning we are talking about acquiring certain skills and knowledge that that are needed for 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 us to function as a business and there is an element of um support when applying that knowledge because for example so some of the the skills as you were saying Jose leadership it is such a difficult thing to teach because like you, you can read as many books as you want you can go into like as many like uh watch as many videos as you want but like ultimately you need to go to that meeting tomorrow where there will be a lot of people and you have an idea and other people have idea and you need to get that your idea across or you need to convince someone about something or you want you would like to change the the way that people work or you need to read achieve something and we need to bring people on board so there are many things like it's not just like you you can do some trainings you can do some group activities but they will never emulate the real world and and i think that when we are thinking about academy and because I was talking about the, the tail, uh, tailoring to the individual mesh, uh, as part of that, you need to create those supporting groups that can be done sometimes by community of practices, sometimes by mentors, sometimes by a very specific, uh, I don't know, Slack channel or whatever the implementation might be, but that someone say, hey, look, I learned, I went through the book, I went through the videos or, or the reading material, I have the awareness, but now I need to apply that every day. Every day I have loads of different meetings where I need to do certain things. So, and then they could go to and say, hey, this, this is the context. This is the kind of people I'm dealing with. This is, the, and this is what I'm trying to do. I tried to do this and didn't work. I need help. But you're, you're describing right. something that may not be the ideal scenario for, for learning the skill, right? So <clears throat> what you're saying is, Oh, I need to learn about leadership, but I'm already leading. Yeah. And I have a pressure to deliver on. on no, uh, Jose, like everyone is leading all the time, right? Even I, for I, a junior, like you, you need to defend ideas. But this is, but this to, is different. But this is right? different. But, but, but this is why I'm saying it. It's not the same, you know, I'm, uh, I'm learning, I don't know, uh, TDD, but there's no expectation for me to use TDD. Yeah. Versus I'm learning TDD and there's an expectation on my day-to-day -day job that I already know how to do this, right? Or that I'm, I'm, I'm good at doing this. And that already creates a tension there for me that is complicated to solve, right? Because, yes, uh, the, the, because the, the least uh, expectations there are on the skill set, the more freedom as a learner, let's call it, no, you have, to try things out, you to prepare, you know, like you're not under the pressure to to deliver, right? So if you want to train leadership, you, as you said, there are many opportunities, just, you know, lead something, start a community of practice, uh, lead an initiative for improving XYZ, you know, like whatever, like there, there's plenty of, of things that you can do to use uh, that that skill set, right? But there's not a big um, pressure there. Now, when you're already trying to do that and you're and you're trying to learn, then it's a bit there. There's a bit more tension uh, there between the you know learning credibility kind of set, no. And it's and slightly that's... different. No, I understand, but it's slightly different from the point that I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is like when you are setting up an academy, that is the learning track, but the learning track cannot be limited just to. Uh, sort of, you need to have a supporting mechanism for certain disciplines that are not so easy to apply. As you said, like yeah. TDD, I can just test drive, I can pair with. No, yeah, it's a, a 10 but, to 20, 70 yeah. kind of thing that we discussed. In the yeah. yeah, you need to create, like, when you are thinking about creating an academy, there will be certain disciplines that it's worth creating a supporting mechanism that people can do, can go to and say, hey, I'm trying to do this. This is what I tried. Do you have any ideas? And then having some people with more experience or, or some people with different experience that could also advertise. So this is all part of the learning is that the, the sharing and stuff. And this for me should also be part of some of those learning tracks, you know, mainly the core ones. You should have a place to go to 
to ask questions or ask for advice. That's, that's the point that I was trying to make. Okay, so we've been nattering on for, for an hour. Uh, so it's time. It's time. I think it's time to introduce conclude. the new topic. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Jose, you're getting more energized as, yeah. as we finish. As so this is my energy. time to introduce yeah, a new yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so final thoughts. Who's gonna start? You go, Jose. Final thoughts. Um, I think overall. As an organization, if you are looking out for the well-being of the organization and the uh, adaptability and the, to some extent, the survival no? or, or, or uh, competitiveness you know, uh, in the market, you need to be doing this. If you're not doing this, you're already late to the party. Yeah, um, And there are many reasons for that. We, we already discussed some um, how to start, you know, doing something is better than, than doing nothing. So if you think that maybe, you know, the technical aspect is the most important and, you know, you want to use, uh, let's say, commoditized products or off the shelf that will help you get there, by all means, do that and, and evolve. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a long journey. <laughs> I can tell you that, no, uh, but but you need to to start doing that, and uh, and you need to bring people along uh, on the journey as well. Because uh, I think one thing that we didn't discuss is the mistake of who is setting those things up uh, versus you know engaging the organization in, in actually making it. Because it doesn't matter if I give you you know whatever budget for learning uh, I give you if you don't use it in the right things or if you don't use it at all, right? And that's another aspect of, of this that I think is a challenge. And you know? so, yeah, so start somewhere, <laughs> yeah, but but already start because uh, it's, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. yeah, from my side is like, as was I said, it is important for any business, like you need to create a learning organization and you need to uh, invest on this. It, it's expensive, it's not cheap at all. And we need to think carefully how to scale those things, uh, but you need to do it. It's essential if you want to become, to have your uh, uniqueness about your business, the things that are very unique to your business, you need to be able to teach those things, to, to create a space where people learn. Uh, commoditize as much as you want for the other things that are common. Um, but, but again, it starts small. Like this is what we are trying to do. We, we, uh, one thing I know is that this is, there's no end to this, right? The academy will stay with us forever. Like an organization should never stop learning and should always be evolving. Uh, but we need to find a way that is scalable, uh, cheap to run, uh, and at the same time aligned to, to the needs of the organization and, and the individuals. But, but start small and iterate. That, that's what I can say. Thank you. Oh, sorry, Mesh. And just one thing, like, and don't limit yourself to one module. Like, don't don't limit yourself to just training and uh, try to to make those learning. Uh, how do you say it was that learning? Mods. Different learning modes. Don't limit the, yourself to the, one mod. Yeah. Learning tracks. I think that the, the expression yeah. that was yeah, or, uh, or learning paths or yeah. So learning mix, experience. Exactly. <laughs> mix all of that. So self-studying, uh, online trainings, instructor-led, community of practices, uh, knowledge base and stuff. So try to combine them all because otherwise it's yeah. not going to scale. I'd, I'd say that cheap, cheap to run is probably not, uh, I would say cost-effective because it's never going to be cheap. No. <laughs> but but it is definitely a worthwhile invest, uh, mm. investment. I As you both, I think you both, you're, you know, bang on, like, it is an absolute necessity for you to learn. And as you said, like, your people are your, your product. So you think of it in all those different ways. You know, the things that are, that are not unique to you, commoditize. The things that are unique to you, put a lot of effort in and make sure that, you know, that knowledge gets spread within the company. I think this is one of the key takeaways um, out of this as well, that, you know, your company has knowledge in pockets and in order to you for you to become effective and 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 scale as a as a as a good business 
you need to spread that knowledge. You need to kind of teach each other. So you need to create these kind of mechanisms within your within your company. But it's absolutely essential. And uh, if you're not doing it, you better start doing it very, very, very soon. Okay. So, well, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, as usual, if uh, if you like it, please press the like button, uh, subscribe so you, you know when the next episode is coming. Also, we, we have a, a newsletter. So subscribe to the newsletter and there you will hear about uh, these fireside chats, any uh, blog posts and other materials that that we push out as well. So so you can go to our website and you can subscribe to the newsletter. Well. And have a look at the careers page as well, right? We are always hiring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the plug. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Goodbye.